tuned for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy Anderbrock and Carrie Brinker. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's Christian Talk. You have found the Love Ladies, and this is Love Talk. We are here at the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, building bridges of love and leadership. It is kind of an interesting day today. We have calling in on our on the phone today. We have our beautiful friend Kathy Enderbrock. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Carrie, thanks so much for for having me on. I love calling in and being with you, even though we are missing our beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison. And we have such a fantastic program today. I can't believe she's not going to be with us to uh, share in the conversation. We are going to be talking about talking. We're going to discuss talking God's way. And, you know, this past week has been kind of such a wake up call for me. Uh, because as I have been, you know, amidst Facebook posts and social media tweets and personal conversations, you know, I have found myself thinking, and, you know, listeners, maybe you have found yourself thinking this before, why why am I talking? Why do I talk at all? What is the benefit of this conversation? And, you know, I found myself thinking that, and Carrie, I tell you at first, it really, the question bothered me even in my own mind, in my own ears, because it mm-hmm. sounded so cynical and so defeatist. But I just kept pressing and going, should I even be engaging here? Um, and God has really used this for good in my life. And I think this question, why talk at all, has really made me question personal motivations for engaging in conversation. And I've just began searching out biblical principles for talking and engaging with with others and listening. Friends, I I tell you, we want to know how to communicate well. We need the wisdom to know when the right decision might be not to talk at all. And we need to know what is our motivation for engaging in the conversations that we do engage in. And so I'm going to miss Miss Evelyn today, Carrie, but I'm oh, looking man. forward to really uh, digging in and covering this with you. Right. I Yes, I'm I'm already missing Miss Evelyn. I, she opens the show, and I just did not do that justice because she's the one that does that. And uh, we definitely miss her today. And listening friends, if you could just be praying for our sweet Miss Evelyn and uh, her speedy return to Love Talk, that would be amazing. I think, Kathy, in the... Five years that I've been on this show, I think I've only done one or two other shows without Miss Evelyn. And so it's odd. I feel all alone. It's Gavin and I in the studio, and that's it. I feel all alone today. Um, so it's just, a, it's just a little bit different dynamic here. Well, you know, Gavin's always good company. Absolutely. He's a lot of fun. Uh, yes. That Gavin of ours. And I know that Miss Evelyn is listening. And so, Miss Evelyn, we just send you our love today. We miss you. And we're looking forward to um, God getting you back in the studio with us. Absolutely. Our key verse today, Kathy, is from Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. You know, Kathy, it's been a busy week, even though it's summertime. I'm sure your girls are going in all kinds of directions. 
It's so true. You know, sometimes we now as together, we get together as a family because, Carrie, you know, we have a 14 year old, a 16 year old and an 18 year old. And so at night we kind of uh, do a, a huddle and say, all right, girls, tomorrow, what is happening tomorrow? What are our goals for tomorrow? Does anyone have any social activities that you have not calendared that daddy and I need to know about uh, before we get into the hustle and bustle? And so sometimes we do get um, sideswiped a bit with some activities. Um, Aaliyah, our oldest, has told us that she's going to be making a, a car trip down to Shoshone Falls to go and uh, and take a look at that with all the runoff. It's supposed to be beautiful right now. Mm. And we thought we'd have her here with us to kind of help with all the, the moving and, and everything that's taking place right now with us in, in Idaho. So, you know, I think that sometimes we do need to regroup and and. You know, this is what I love about Love Talk. And, and friends, this is what we want to do with you every week when we get to take this very special hour with you. We want to pause and take a few minutes just to breathe, to regroup, to refresh. You know, there's there's big events and um, and there's key moments that are happening in our in our families, our communities, our schools, our nation. And when big things are happening, the small things can become overwhelming and life can become too much too fast. But today, during this hour, we're going to enjoy some time together. We're going to enjoy time looking into God's word on this subject of talking God's way. And we're going to draw close to his heart, um, knowing his promise for us that when we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. Mm. Such a wonderful message. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for me. I tell you what, Kathy, I have a new appreciation for our pastors. It is no easy feat to write a full sermon. And um, this week, uh, well, really for the last two solid weeks and a few weeks before that, but in the last two weeks, what I've been doing is every single moment that I've not been carting kids around somewhere, I have been writing sermons. And uh, for the past month, I've been, you know, kind of gathering ideas and really thinking about how I wanted to approach middle school camp this week. And my original ideas, the Lord um, sidetracked those. I, As soon as I started writing my sermons, for all of them, I completely went in a new direction as I, as I kept writing, which is so amazing. And I absolutely had a blast this week with middle schoolers and talking about God and telling crazy stories and roasting myself, showing uh, middle school pictures of me, which was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. And um, <laughs> telling stories about things and just wrapping it all around scripture. And uh, it was a great, great time with these young young middle schoolers, and I, I just, I loved every second of it. So it, it was a lot of fun for me. I am so glad that, that you agreed to do that. I was so excited when you told me about the invitation and, and what you were going to do. I, I mean, Carrie, you were just so incredible, not only with these young college women, but, but with these youth that you engage with. And you have such a unique way of making things seem um, just being able to make make these kiddos be able to grasp these mm -hmm. incredible life changing life transforming truths just mm -hmm. to help them and guide them and give them a firm foundation to to stand on. I just think it's amazing that you're doing that. And um, I, 
you know I'm going to be there in 10 days, so I expect to see those middle school pictures, right? Oh, my gosh. They're they're hilarious. The kids got a great kick out of those. Man, <laughs> it's um it's interesting how we look back at, at our lives and we go, wow, um, yeah, that was that was impressive. So the big hair and all that in the 80s, it was it was amazing, but lots yep. of fun. So I've been doing lots of talking this week, Kathy, and there's all kinds of talk, not just sermons. No, there are. You know, I mean, we talk about there's pet talk, baby talk, sweet talk, trash talk, table talk, pillow talk, idol talk, girl talk, boy talk. And, of course, Carrie, there's love Love talk. talk. (laughs) And (laughs) that's what we're doing today. The Bible has a lot to say about talking, speaking, and communicating. And, you know, it has the Bible has a lot to say, especially about our words, our heart and our attitude when we are talking with others. And if we want to talk God's way before we ever open our mouth, we should always consider why we are even talking at all. And so we're going to be talking about that today on Love Talk. Why are we even talking at all? We have to consider our our purpose and our intent before a word is spoken and God was so purposeful when he spoke creation into being. He was he was purposeful when he spoke with and blessed Adam and Eve. And he he is purposeful today throughout his word when he speaks to men and women, whether carry whether they're words of blessing or warning or or encouragement. God's word always has a purpose and intent and our words should, too. And so I'm looking forward on on talking with you about this. I know that um, we're going to have to get to to break. Do we? I know that you're in the studio with the clock there. Do we have a couple minutes? Or yeah, do we've we have got a couple of minutes. We've got a couple of minutes. What you know? One thing I was really thinking about as uh, thanks for preparing the show today, Kathy. It's amazing and such a, a timely topic for us to talk about as we look at social media and what we're talking about and why we're saying things and who we're saying things to. Um, but I, I just think about, I know that we've all come across people in our lives that, that didn't say much. And then all of a sudden, when they speak, it's these amazing, wise, thoughtful words. Um, typically, for me, it's been my experience that those are men. And I, I don't know why that is. Um I've been on, you know, several committees at church where there's a man on the committee that didn't say much. And then all of a sudden, you know, almost at the end of the meeting, he speaks and his words are wise and thoughtful and deep. And you just kind of hang on every single word. And you know, that, I, I'm going to say there is a really interesting uh, communication thought leader. Um, his name is John Mertz, and he says that, that speakers can be or talkers can be organized into four categories. Those who talk a lot and say a little, those who talk a little and say a lot, those who talk a lot and hear little, and those who talk little and hear a lot. Mm. Yeah, you know, I I want to talk about these today because... I am not a person who talks a little. I am a person who talks a lot, and I know that about myself. And I I wonder if I'm a person who talks a lot and says a little. And I, I have to be very careful about that. Um, I would love to be one of those people who talks a little but says 
a lot. And that's exactly, you know, what I was saying as I, as I think about some of these wise men that I've been able to uh, be a part of their lives. And when they speak, it's just, it's so amazing. I feel like my dad was like that quite a bit growing up that I'd go to my dad with a problem and he would just listen. He would listen to me babble on and on and on. And then after I'd babbled for a while, he would say something that just caused me to, to hush for a minute and just listen to his words of wisdom and his, his thoughtfulness as, as he was most likely giving me advice about that situation. So, friends, it's, it's so great to have you here today. And when we return, we'll explore this question. How do we check our purpose and our intent before talking? Right after this, right here on Love Talk. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk in the studio uh, is Carrie Brinkader and yours truly, Kathy Enderbrock, in the Love Talk studios today. And we are without our beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison, but we know she is with us listening and in spirit. And she's given us um, her thoughts on the program that we're sharing with you today, Talking God's Way. Bible do's and don'ts for communication. How do we talk God's way? And Carrie, I love it when you when you took us out. You kind of pointed us in the right direction. We you know we need to know where our our north is. And you talked about purpose. And you asked, how do we check our purpose and intent before talking? And and that sounds like a really hard thing to do. I know that this is. Very difficult for some people more than others. Um, myself being an extroverted personality, that generally means that I talk before I think. Mm-hmm. And so my mouth starts going before my mind really engages. And this has gotten me into some very difficult um, situations. So I've had to exert a lot more self-control to begin thinking before I open my mouth and <laughs> You know, God talks about putting a bridle in our mouth, get a bridle on our tongue. And that is something that as I've grown as a Christian, I've had to learn to do. And I think there are there are still those moments where I forget to stick that bridle in and I just I just go. And, you know, hopefully I've learned to catch myself and draw myself back a bit. And I know sometimes with introverts, the other side of the uh, um, of the table uh, introverts will just sit and think and think and get steamed and get upset or want to say something, but they won't until they either get so excited or so upset that it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to talk about, about both of those. And so I'm very simply, we need to do some self-examination and, and be honest with ourselves about what our purpose is when we want to engage, you know, what we say and how we say it and when we choose to say what we say speaks volumes. We can actually learn a lot about ourselves just by considering our own conversations and looking over our own social media posts and comments. You know, Carrie, I heard this said, if you want to know where your priorities are, go look at your checkbook and see where you spend your money. Well, I think if you really want to look at what type of a communicator you are, go look at your social media posts. Look at the comments that you've made. Look at how you post things. And I'm speaking right to myself here because this has really been hard for me to go and do. 
over this last week, I've gone back and looked at my social media posts. I've gone back and looked at things. And there are some places where I wish I would have said something. And then there are other places where I thought, okay, I really need to delete that. Mm. Um, you know, Carrie, we're so quick to ask why about God and others or, or why something is happening the way that it did. But we are often short on asking why about our own intent, our own words and motivations. What things do we need to consider, Carrie, when we're about to step into a conversation? Well, I think we need to consider our audience, first of all, right? You know, who who are we talking to? And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of times you can say something to your spouse or to your best friend that you wouldn't necessarily want to say to a coworker um, or uh, just an acquaintance. And so, you know, we have to look at the conversations and the context of the conversations. You know, why why we choose to talk with certain people at work and what those conversations are surrounding. Um, and, you know, I love uh, our conversations at dinner. You know, every little phase of our lives, I think, is very unique and very special in its own way. When you have uh, toddlers and and elementary school-aged kids, the conversations typically revolve around, you know, what happened on the playground or recess or, or, you know, things like that, the coolest bug you saw outside. And now with teenagers, those conversations at dinner are just so very different. Um, Sometimes we find ourselves at dinner with silly conversations where we're just being goofy. And then sometimes we find ourselves with these really deep conversations where we're talking about things that are spiritual or we're talking about things that are very relevant in our day and time, politics, uh, religion. And um, I, I love that. I love that we can have those deep, rich conversations around the table. You know, we, we have to think about why do we call our dad for Father's Day, which is this weekend. So excited about that. I hope everybody will pick up the phone and call their fathers or someone who has been a father figure to you over the years uh, tomorrow on Father's Day. What a beautiful time that is. And and simply, why are we talking with family and friends instead of simply doing life by ourselves? You know, the Lord calls us to be in community. And so these conversations are incredibly important. Uh, building relationships is incredibly important. Is our purpose to build a relationship? Is our purpose to have meaningful conversations that impact lives? And I want to go back to the social media here and ask these questions really in relation to that. Um, my daughter actually this week got to go on a wonderful trip. She's still gone. We will pick her up tomorrow. She left on an airplane to Dallas by herself, flew for the first time by herself, um, and uh, met family in Dallas. She met Ashley's, my husband's father, and uh, her aunt and uncle and their kids there in Dallas, and then they flew to Cozumel for a little vacation. And, um, 
you know, she was asking about some social media things like Instagram before she left, and she doesn't have Instagram right now. And so those are some things we're going to have to talk about when she gets back um, because it, it's probably time. You know, she's going to be a sophomore in high school, and we just keep talking about using our social media and using technology for good. And if you if you frame that type of communication, if you frame it in that way, then I don't think you can really go wrong. Are you using this for good? Um, and is this meant to build up others? Are you using this for good? How are you using this for good? Is this picture a good picture? <laughs> is it glorifying <laughs> God or is it glorifying you know, yourself. And so I I think these are quite important questions to answer is our purpose to have meaningful conversations is our purpose to demonstrate our knowledge on a topic is our intent to correct everyone around us and act like we're an expert on a subject is our motivation to better understand others or simply be heard. I think these are all great questions as we look at framing our conversations. And I, I think the most important statement um, that we can make about this, Kathy, is if our purpose is to build relationships and to have meaningful conversations that impact lives in a positive, meaningful way, then we have to, we have to be prepared to hear discuss and consider views that we disagree with and if we're not ready to hear discuss and consider views that we disagree with without getting offended then we may need to back off and i think that you know that is that is very very important proverbs 19:11 says good sense makes one slow to anger and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Also, James 1.19 says everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So we have to be prepared to have meaningful conversations without getting angry and offended. Can't wear our feelings on our shoulders. So, Kathy, what, what do you do? We've got about, you know, three and a half, four minutes. What do you do when you are wanting to engage with someone who has vastly different views than you do on a major life issue? Okay, well, you know you're not being very politically correct right now because what, you know, the the lie that we're being told is, that everyone should edit their own speech so that they are not offensive to mm-hmm. anyone else. Mm-hmm. That the communication is solely the responsibility of the speaker and not the hearer. And I would pose to you uh, the the truth that no person on the entire planet can uh, say a word that would not be offensive to at least some other person on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that we really need to step up and say, hey, you know what? The hearer has some responsibility too. And mm-hmm. we do need to, um, as hearers, be prepared to engage in these conversations with different people that we may disagree with. And it's funny, Carrie, because you asked, you know, what do we do when we want to engage with someone who has a vastly different view from us on a major life issue? And 
you know, that's, that for me, that's like my seven brothers and sisters. Oh. I mean, in my, in my family, there's four girls and there's four boys. And, uh, there's a few things we agree on, but there's a lot that we disagree on. Mm-hmm. And I love that verse that you shared from James because, you know, now James was the oldest brother after Jesus. And, uh, and they had a lot of siblings. From biblical account, there were about four brothers and at least two sisters, uh, to Christ. And so this word of advice that James shared and, and, you know, Friends, go to your Bible, look in the New Testament, kind of um, in the last two thirds of the New Testament and go to James chapter one, verses 19 and 20. And you'll see this verse. It says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And this is so true. There's these four principles that we take away from James. And I'm going to cover these. You know what? We're going to have to go to break. There are these four principles that James has embedded in this verse that are incredible takeaways for us when we want to engage with someone who has vastly different views than our own. Friends, we are going to get to this when we come back from break. You're going to want to stay with us on Love Talk. Here's a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with you in a minute. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We are so blessed that you are here with us today with the Love Ladies, Coach Carrie Brinkader, Kathy Indebrock, and we're missing our leader, Miss Evelyn Davison, who... Um, Goodness, 35 years of love talk, and I bet she hadn't missed. I, we could probably count on two hands the number of times that that we've been missing Miss Evelyn. Um, but it is it is um, a pleasure and an honor to be here in studio, and we know that we love Miss Evelyn, and we're thinking about her today. Oh, talking. Um, there's been more than once in my life that talking has um, produced trouble for me, that is for sure. And I remember when my kids were in elementary school, I hand wrote on some some little letterhead things and posted them around the house, these verses about being slow to speak and being quick to listen and about being slow to become angry. And I, I, I really posted them for me, honestly, because I do have a tendency to to speak before I think. And I, I have to apologize to my kids and to my husband because I'll just say stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was not very kind or timely or, or relevant or nice. Um, and so I, I have to reel it back in and it's really something that I, that I have to concentrate on and I have to pray about. And I find that when I'm praying about it, about watching my tongue and about being thoughtful before I speak, boy, it sure does help me have a much better day. <laughs> that is for <laughs> sure. Now, Kathy, I feel like for me personally, I need to be reading the book of James on a very regular basis. Uh, friends, James has a lot to say about temptation, about listening, about hearing, about taming the tongue. Um, it, it is it is rich. And in your Bible, it is about four pages long, three and a half pages long. So it is a very short book with a lot to say about how to conduct ourselves with our tongue and with listening. And it, it 
puts me in check quite frequently, Kathy. Um, and James, in the in the very first chapter, he has so much to say about being quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Help us define these guidelines, Kathy. Yeah, Carrie, you know, he really gives us these four great guidelines when we want to engage and, and, and talk and communicate the way that God talks and communicates. And so the first one is of these four guidelines is listen first. When you're going to go in and engage in a situation, you, you want to know where the other people are coming from. So, so don't be so quick to jump in. Just take a step back and listen. Number two, carefully consider whether to speak or not to speak. And again, I'll say it, extroverts, this is going to be a lot harder for you than for your introverted uh, counterparts. So you want to um, listen. When you're listening, you're going to want to hear the heart of the speakers. Um, are, are they prepared to engage in a conversation um, and, and share views that are different for their own? Are they wanting to build meaning, have meaningful conversations that build relationships? Or are they just having a rant? You know, I think that... Um, being able to to have a rant and and to just let it all out when we're very upset, that can be a very healthy thing. I know I do that with Eric. He'll do that with me, and we'll just say, hey, I don't need you to say anything. I just need you to listen for a while. Mm. So when you're carefully considering whether to speak or not to speak, you're trying to gauge the heart of of your the other person in this conversation, and you're also trying to gauge, do you have anything useful that you can say? Um, and uh, number three ties in with this, keep our emotions and especially our anger in check. You don't want to go into a conversation that is heated with anger because it will just add fuel to the fire and nothing good will come out of it. So um, listen first, consider whether to speak or not to speak, keep emotions and especially our anger in check. And the fourth guideline that James gives us here in this scripture is remember the end goal is always righteousness and righteousness in both parties. So James says the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God in either party. So if you, if you um, reply and engage with anger and frustration, it not only poorly represents you as a person um, who loves Christ and is wanting to share truth in a loving way, but it also hurts the recipient as well, who if you if you um, engage in anger and frustration, they're not going to be able to hear the truth of your words, because I, I've heard this saying, if you want someone to listen, they have to first know that you love them. And that is really difficult to do on social media. And um, I think as Christians, we have got it is critical that we get out there and we speak the truth. We, for far too long, have remained silent. So we have to get out. We have to share truth. But we have to remember that God also says you share the truth in love. And that's the challenge, friends. That's what we have to press into and be able to figure out. So we're not supposed to be wallflowers. um, But as we are choosing our words... Sharing the truth in love is is very important. And we, Kathy, I think it's important for us to also know that, you know what, our views on certain topics are going to be controversial, period. I mean, when Jesus stepped on this earth, the things that came out of his mouth, love your neighbor, um, 
you know, eating and the things that he did, eating with sinners and, and, and talking to anyone and, and, um, engaging people that were quote unquote unclean. Boy, you know, he really was a controversial figure as well. And so we have to know that going in that a lot of people are not going to agree with us. And that's okay as long as we can keep our emotions in check. I think some verses that are really important for us are found in Proverbs. And, Kathy, you you wrote that your grandma always says that God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. We're supposed to listen twice as much as we speak. (laughs) I love that. Um, But why would we choose not to talk? I think, you know, King, King Solomon gives us some very wise advice here. He was known as the wisest king that ever lived, and his insight is invaluable. Uh, you know, being wise, he could have asked God for, for really anything, and he continues to ask God for wisdom to lead his people. So God, in turn, poured out wisdom on Solomon and gave him wealth and influence as well. Solomon continued to ask for wisdom. And I think when we ask for wisdom, it's really a pathway to understand God's heart and what he wants for us. So in Proverbs 9, verses 7 through 8, it says, Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse. And he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer. Or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Now the message is so great. The message is a a version of scripture that, that kind of puts it in everyday language. And it says this, if you reason with an arrogant cynic, you'll get slapped in the face. Confront bad behavior and get a kick in the shins. So don't waste your time on a scoffer. All you'll get for your pains is abuse. If you correct those who care about life, that's different. They will love you for it. Save your breath for the wise. They'll be wiser for it. Tell good people what you know, and they'll profit for it. Uh, it, It's such powerful words, Kathy. We, We have to understand that there are times when we have to just be quiet because no amount of arguing or trying to prove our point in a logical way, is going to matter. In fact, in Proverbs 29, verse 9, it says, There's no arguing with a fool. His ranting and raving will prevent you from making a case. And sometimes we just have to be quiet. Um, Kathy, it's interesting. You know, it took me a long time to learn this lesson, that sometimes I I just need to be quiet, that there is absolutely zero reasoning with some people. That, that that is so true. Carrie and I had this experience recently on on Facebook. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, we'll call her Heather. Heather posted a um, she posted something saying, you know, I I just everything that 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 these organizations are doing, uh, donating money to fund Planned Parenthood, just breaks my heart, and um, I I just can't support these uh, these organizations with my consumer dollars. And um, another another friend came on. Um, another friend of Heather's came on, and um, and uh, and she responded to Heather saying, uh, "Look, you can have your views, but uh, conception doesn't, or let's see, life doesn't begin at conception; it begins at, at implantation, or something like that." 
And uh, another friend of Heather's refuted that. Well, this, this second friend came back and turned around and literally on Facebook said, F you. And I was, you know, and I'm just, I hadn't commented anything. I was just reading through this. And I thought, what? Did she just say that? I'm like, oh, I, she must have, like, mistyped it or something. But she she said F you and then went on to really uh, degrade this person and kind of rip her apart. And I was so shocked. And so I said, wow, really? F you? You know, we need to engage in meaningful conversation here. That, you know, you can't use expletives. That's not going to help. And she responded by saying expletives is a sign of intelligence. And I thought, okay. I'm not going to help here because she thinks, you know, her, there's just, there's no way to talk. So I said, okay, I wished her well with that. And, and I got out of the conversation. I haven't engaged back in that conversation since. And it was just um, such an eye opener for me. Not only that a grown woman uh, would say F you to another grown woman in in a disagreement, but that uh, then when she was called to the floor on it, she wouldn't even say, yeah, you know, you're right. Shouldn't have done that. Sorry. I'm going to delete that. But she goes, oh, no, this is a sign of intelligence. And um, so, you know, there are going to be those situations where we just cannot come to terms with someone and we have to be willing to to step back. But, you know, I talked with Eric and I said, should I have continued with this? And he goes, oh, no, baby, you were right about stepping out of that conversation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've gone back and I've looked and I thought, well, could I have worded it differently? Could I have approached it differently? And, um, you know, I think there's just individuals that, you know, maybe they're having a really difficult time. They haven't quite gotten to this place yet where they're able to have civil conversations. But it doesn't mean that we need to stop trying. We need to continue to engage to have those civil conversations. Absolutely. When we return to Love Talk Friends, we'll continue to talk about this. Should we engage? Should we not engage? When is the right time to step back and when is the right time to step forward? When we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. We are so thankful and grateful that you have found the Love Ladies. And remember, you can always go to Love Talk Network and find the archives from our last show's We've had some great shows recently, friends, uh, just wonderful, wonderful interviews and teachings. Um, and you can go to Left Talk Network and find them all there. And we're so happy that you have been with us today as we are talking about talking. <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> um, you shared this story about uh, stepping out of this conversation. Are you thankful that, are you confident that that was the right decision about stepping out of this Facebook conversation that went from zero to heated very quickly? Yeah, you know, it was my first conversation where uh, those, where curse words were used. I thought, I just, it was, it was such a shock to me. And you know, maybe I guess I don't, because there was one time when a friend of mine from Australia, he had used an expletive, and I thought, wow, okay, and I, I had, I, you know, returned, I replied on Facebook and said, hey, wow, um, remember, sometimes teenagers read these things, we shouldn't use the, those those kinds of words, and he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, and he deleted it straight away, so mm. this was the first time I had been in a conversation where expletives were used, and there was no, uh, you know, the person never, uh, there was no remorse or, you know, there was no like, oh, yeah, okay, I shouldn't have done that. So, you know, the fact that she was angry and I, I could feel my frustration rising, 
you know, I have to go back to that James verse, which has really been tried and true for me, um, that we are not to become angry, that we are to be slow to anger and slow to speak and quick to listen. And so, yeah, getting out of that conversation was definitely the right thing for me. Um, and who knows, you know, um, Heather, who is a much closer friend to her, might be the one to have a more heart-to-heart, face-to-face conversation. But over social media, it was not the right place for that conversation. Now, okay, Carrie, what about you? Any conversations that you have had the wisdom to stay out of, or better yet, any conversations that you have willingly stepped into for the better? <laughs> well, yes, both of those things have happened. Um, I had a uh, a lady call me one day. I was actually riding in a car with my daughter, and she was on the, the speakerphone, and she immediately started um, – I guess she called me because I'm a coach and uh, we're, we're just acquaintances and she, she started bashing um, this a situation that was occurring with a coach. And I just said, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, number one, um, I will not engage in gossip. And that's exactly what this was. It was gossip. Um, and she was gossiping about some other parent or something. And and I, I just said, I'm not going to engage in this. Um, if you have called to ask for advice or something constructive, I will happily answer a question for you. But if you're calling me to engage in gossip, uh, this conversation is over. <laughs> and, wow. Um, I just, I, I just couldn't stand it. I just could not stand it. Um, kind of a similar situation in, I'm sitting in the stands at a game and, um, and some parents are getting heated about what's going on with the coach. And I, I just turned around and I said, look, um, you know, the coach is doing the best job that he can under the circumstances. Um, I'm 100% positive that that coach does not come to your place of work and tell you how to do your job. So let's respect what's going on and let's cheer for the kids. Um, and wow. whoa, like I, you know, it just, it burns me up whenever, um, and those are two coaching, you know, conversations that I guess they're a little more personal to me being a coach, because as a coach, you always feel like you have a target on your back. Always. You might as well just draw it on the back of your suit coat because that's what you are is you're a target. Um, I feel like ministry and coaching are very similar and that people think they can do your job a little bit better than you can. And there's always criticism. And so uh, anyways, those parents uh, found a way to cheer for those kids. It was amazing. Now, I'm glad I didn't get in a, you know, an altercation because there are parents who would have been incredibly unreasonable about that. And there are times when I'm at games that I do not engage people who are being ridiculous because you can already tell that there's not going to be any um, logic to that conversation at all. And so those conversations I do just walk away from. Um, I will take my body and I will go to a different part uh, so that I do not have to engage in that. Um, so, I, you know, I think you really do have to choose carefully, Kathy, when we step in and uh, when we back away. Uh, and these principles from James are phenomenal. And I would love it if you would share those again for our friends. That And I'll direct you again at 
James chapter 1, verses 19 through 20. And those four principles, listen first, decide whether to speak or not to speak, keep our emotions and especially our anger in check, and remember the end goal is always righteousness in both parties. God desires this the most. And Carrie, I love that. I have never thought of this, that the coach doesn't go to your place of work and tell you how to do your job. I have never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I will tell you, you know, sometimes in a basketball game with Faithy, I'll just think, why did the coach substitute that player in? Why is the coach putting those players in together? Why this? Why that? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, generally I have Eric tap on my knee or put his hand gently on my knee, and he will tell me, enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. And so that's what I do. I enjoy the game, and after the game, I tell Faith, oh, my gosh, I had such a fun time watching you play Mm -hmm. and um, that's what I've learned to do sometimes you know some games are a lot harder to watch than others I know sometimes with refing it's it gets frustrating because you might disagree with the ref but hey in the end he doesn't come to your place of work and tell you how to do your (laughs) job so I'm gonna remember that I love that I love that Well, you know, this is what I just want to, I'm just going to share a Miss Evelyn word with our listeners. So, you know, I wish I could kind of put on her, her, her voice or wear her cloak for a minute. But I just imagine, you know, Evelyn always takes us back to Jesus, always takes Mm -hmm. us back to the heart of Christ. And so that's what I want us to do in this closing uh, few minutes. I want us to remember our relationship with Christ Jesus, because he is the one who can prepare our hearts to have these conversations. We have to remember spending time in prayer with him. Prayer, it says in um, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, that when we go to God in prayer, these things that we are having problems with, um, He is able to help us to be thankful for them. And then his peace, which surpasses all understanding, will literally guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And so prayer is going to provide the peace that our heart and our mind needs in order to go and engage in these difficult conversations. And he is going to prepare us and equip us with the wisdom that we need when we're deciding, do we talk or do we not talk? And then what do we actually say? It's through that relationship with Christ that we're going to be able to know when to move forward, how to move forward, if he would have us move forward. Mm. It's so true. Oh, Miss Evelyn, we're missing her today, but she you're right. She always brings us back to Christ and what would he say and have us do? I think it's interesting that you know, in in the Bible and I don't know how many times in the Bible it talks about being held accountable for our words, to keep our tongue from evil. Uh, The way of the fool is right, but a wise man listens. I wonder how many times listen, talk, hear, speak, tongue, how many times it's mentioned in Scripture because it feels like a myriad of times 
And friends, just a few verses to close us today. A fool gives vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Proverbs twenty nine eleven. Ecclesiastes 7, 5. It is better for a man to hear the rebuke of the wise than to hear the song of the fools. You know, I will never forget a time when I was coaching, college coaching. I have a dear, dear friend who was in my office, and she was listening to me rant about uh, something, and she very quietly rebuked me. And she said, Carrie, you really need to watch your words. And oh my goodness, I have never felt so convicted, but my sweet friend was right. She was right. I needed to hush my mouth and I needed to stop ranting and I needed to start trying to be a problem solver instead of a problem creator or a problem spreader. And uh, she was 100% correct that day to rebuke me gently. Uh, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. That's Luke 11, 28. And in the last verse that I'll leave you with today, friends, is from Matthew from the New Testament. Um, Many of those verses we just shared are from the Old Testament. But Matthew 12, 36 really pulls at the heartstrings. It says this, we are going to be held accountable for every word we speak. Not just the physical spoken words, but the heart and intent behind them. Friends, we will be held accountable for every word we speak. Prayer comes in so perfectly as we watch what we say. You know, it's been my prayer over the last several months, every single morning as I awake. Lord, help me to watch my words today. Please, Lord, guide my words as I as I navigate my children and their lives, as I navigate my relationship with my husband and with others that I come in contact with. And when I pray that prayer, it's so amazing how I'm more careful with my words during that day. Friends, Jesus loves you so very much. And I, my prayer for you today is that this weekend you will find a church that preaches the gospel and that you will find those that are speaking of him. I hope you've enjoyed our time today on Love Talk. We'll see you next week for my friend Kathy Enderbrock. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and this has been Love Talk. And we will see you next week right here on Love Talk.